Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mavs Corner. I am Kyle, and I am joined by my one and only guest, Falcon. Falcon, how are you doing, man? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing well. Kyle, thanks for asking. It's been a while. Um, can't say enough about it. It's sad the season's over, but we have a lot to talk about. So I the am season's over? Well, for us. <sighs> season's never going to be over. That is something we're going to talk about on this episode. We've got a lot to talk about. As you just said, Falcon, it's been a while since you've been on, so we're anxious to find out what your thoughts are about the last few weeks. There's definitely uh, something very spectacular that you need to talk about that happened last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, let's start off. You must. Do you have anything you want to say before we get rolling? No, man. All you take it away. We're good. Well, I was listening to an episode a while back, and I completely forgot that we were doing this favorite one year, two year, three year Maverick, you know, Maverick mm-hmm. player. And so the last spot that we left on was our favorite six year Maverick player. To be honest with you, I can't remember who we picked at that point. Uh, I know we talked a lot about Tyson Chandler and Monte Ellis, but that's those are our two-year players. I can't remember our six-year players. That's just how long it's been. So I was looking into possibly our seven-year favorites and our eight-year favorites because when you look at the players that have played seven years for the Mavericks, it's very limited. In fact, I think there's only two. There is only two. There is Okay, you're confirming that. There's only two. <laughs> confirmed, yes. Okay, well, I feel like the eight-year one's going to be more dramatic, more fun. How about you take the first chip on the seven-year Maverick, and then I'll take the first one on the eight, huh? How about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, like guys, like we just said, there was a huge list we had to <laughs> pick from. Uh, there was only two seven-year players. Uh Mark Aguirre and Josh Howard. And I'm going to go with Josh Howard. Now, um, maybe you guys don't remember him so much. I would be really surprised if you didn't. He was with their organization for a while. He played uh, seven of his 11 NBA seasons here with us. Uh, we drafted him first round overall in 2003 with the 29th pick. Uh, the guy was he, – he played a small forward. who's the three. He had great quickness and speed, and he really had a knack for getting to the rim and dunking it. Like pretty much any highlight video you're ever going to see of Josh Howard is going to feature him flying to the rim and dunking it. And nothing nothing fancy either, just jamming it in with one hand, right? Uh, he was simple. He was efficient. Uh, I really liked the guy. Uh, over his career with us, he averaged uh, 15.3 points per game with six rebounds, 1.7 assists, and 1.1 steal. Uh, my favorite game with him – and this is this year in 2006 was the first time I, I really started playing paying attention to other teams outside of the Mavericks, right? Like I had been watching basketball before then, but in 2006 was when it all really kind of came together for me. Well, anyway, so in 2006, as many of you know, we made the finals against the Heat, and my favorite play from him ever was in Game Six of the or Game One, I'm sorry, of the 06 Finals, uh, and Shaq had the ball and was going up for just a two-hander, right? And he flew in from out of nowhere behind him and blocked Shaq. That was really cool, right? And that always kind of stuck with me. So uh, that is my answer for favorite seventh-year player. I would be really surprised if you see somebody else, Kyle. But do take it away. Let me know. 
Well, I will make a correction here. Uh, you, you threw me for a loop when you said Mark Aguirre, but from what I'm looking on here, Mark Aguirre is one of the players that played eight seasons for the Mavericks. Oh, so I'm so sorry. Yes, that's right. okay. That was going to make it more difficult. That was going to make it a lot more difficult because uh, Mark Aguirre, we'll get to him in just a second, but he's very good. Uh, James Donaldson is the other player that played seven years for the Mavericks. So I have to pick him because you picked Howard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was listening to the stats. I, I don't even have to listen to the stats. Josh Howard, he's he's one of the greatest. In fact, he I say greatest for the Mavericks because he made the all-star team, did he not, with Dirk one year? He did one year, yeah. And I, uh, I, when I was doing the research, I believe I saw three other star appearances, right? But it, it was only the one all-star. Okay, okay. Well, fun fact, uh, Mr. James Donaldson, he also made one all-star appearance for the Mavericks. Didn't know that. Well, he was kind of a journeyman. He started off in Seattle, went to Toronto for a year. Then he went to the Clippers for one year. And then most of his career was with Dallas, obviously being seven years. And then he kind of went to the Knicks and Utah Jazz later on. He went everywhere. But as far as his stats, he uh, averaged 8.6 points, 7.8 rebounds, and 0.8 assists. So not that great. As far as his time in Dallas, I'm just kind of uh, guessing right now. It wasn't that great as far as points. His highest season, his best season was 10.8 points. He was he was basically a 9 to 10 point guy and just not the greatest. I think, I think the best thing about him was uh, he's a center. He was a center. He was 7'2". The guy was massive. And so his time with the Mavericks as far it was in the eighties. And if you guys remember, we talked about the history of the Mavericks a little bit, you know, like a three part episode and the eighties were really good for the Mavericks. And so you had to have a center, right. For those teams that challenged the Lakers, they literally challenged the Lakers, I think in the finals, uh, Western conference finals, Lakers obviously won and ended up winning the championship, I believe, but James Donaldson was the center for those teams. So that's who Donaldson was. He's really not a bad candidate now that I'm talking more about it because, you know, the 80s were really good for the Mavericks. So it's it's not too far off. You know, I still would pick Howard if, you know, I was given the chance to pick it first, but I let Falcon pick first. I'll pick James Donaldson, and it's not too bad. That's that's Donaldson for you guys. What do you think of that, Falcon? Did you like that? Oh, man, how, how do you go wrong with them? And, and you talk about the 80s, right? This is still the era of big men. And so to have a center at 7'2", like him, that, I mean, and, and journeymen, like, they know how to play, right? Like, they play with different people. They play under different systems. And we were, I don't want to say lucky to have him, but it was definitely a blessing. Yeah, it, it, it was. And I would really like to, like, sit down and actually watch these games because, you know, the stats, they tell you part of the story, but they don't tell you the entire story. And I think anybody would agree with me, especially you, Falcon. Just we talked about players that are just so so crucial for a team as far as their uh, record, and their stats don't tell everything. I mean, this guy, like I said, he averaged ten points, like eight rebounds, but he might have been a really good defender for all we know. He probably was, but yeah, harder, we don't harder have to know stats. So, uh, man. Let's take a quick break because this next topic is going to take a little bit more time, and I'll tease it right now. It's going to be the eight-year 
Maverick, and it's it's going to be a doozy. So, you guys, stay tuned. And welcome back to the Mavs Corner. I'm joined with Falcon, and we're talking about – currently we're talking about our favorite Mavericks players – players that played for seven years with the Mavericks and now we're going to dive into players who have played eight years for the Mavericks there's only three of them you know the, the list becomes shorter and shorter for the most part and uh this is a doozy Falcon three three guys they're all strong candidates for to be like the best all-time Maverick as far as eight years playing I want to pick first and I wish I had let you pick first because this is a tough one but <laughs> I'm going to pick. Okay, let me actually let me let me say this. I'm going to give you the list. We have Mark Aguirre, we have Jason Kidd, and we have Jason Terry. Two Jasons and a Mark. Um, we're going to talk about all three of them, by the way. So one of them also we're not going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick Jason Kidd. My reason for this is that he is one of the best point guards of all time. He is. I would. That's a good debate. It's a good topic to talk about as far as all-time best point guards, all-time best power forwards. I mean, that one's easy. That's, that's Dirk Nowitzki, no question. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we, we have to throw in Tim Duncan in there too. But back to point guards, Jason Kidd, arguably one of the best out there. Uh, very good defender too. Very under say that. Uh, but he was, he was on the championship team, so he gets that bonus point. And I... Uh, just i don't know what else to say i gotta pick jason kidd what do you got Phil? yeah man so just to piggyback off that real quick you know so off the air um kyle and i will have debates you know like all-time uh favorites and like who we want on what team blah blah blah, blah. And, uh one that we go back to probably the most out of any other debate we ever have is like, who would you rather have on your team with the Mavs, if you only had one starter, would it be Jason Kidd or Steve Nash, right? I feel like we've mentioned this before on the podcast. I don't know how deep we've got into it, but my knock, uh, not necessarily knock, but my pick was always Jason Kidd because he was Nash with the better defensive uh, sides of him, right? And again, he does get the nod because he got the ring with us in 2011. That also leads me into uh, kind of the next person, the, the person that I'm going to pick, and that's Jason Terry, a.k.a. the Jet. Right, this guy uh, really just just took it home for me. So, like, you know, after '06, we had so many people leave. Uh, that should have been a ring that we would have brought home to Dallas, our first one, right? But it didn't happen because D Wade went D Wade, and you know, history is history. But uh, come fast forward to 2011, Jason Terry is the only one that's left from that original uh, finals run, right? And so we have a new team now, and Jason Kidd is back, and uh, their run was nothing short of magical. Really, you ask any basketball expert, you know, out there, uh, the Heat probably should have won. Like, the, that's how most people seem to lean. Obviously, it didn't happen, and I'm very thankful it didn't. I'm lo I love the fact that we have the ring from 2011. But Jason Terry was a big part of that, and part of the reason why I picked him was just because of his swagger, dude. Like, anytime he was on the court, you had to account for him there because he was just a three-point specialist, right? But it, it wasn't just that. He was still younger back then. He could still take it into the paint. He had a good mid-range. He was just that two-guard that you had to always worry about. But when I say swagger, I'm relating mostly to the story of how he got the tattoo. 
Now, if you don't know this, right before the final started, he went to his tattoo artist, his personal tattoo artist, and got the championship trophy tattooed on his inner bicep. Now, this is before game one's even played, right? And it said 2011 champions on the tattoo. So imagine if we had lost that. That would have been really stupid looking on his arm. But, you know, like he had so much faith and confidence that we'd pull it off. And, you know, hindsight is obviously 2020, but wow, just the, the balls to go and do something like that. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, the other reason why I picked him is just because he paired up so well with Dirk during that run. Like, he was just – he was the jet. And, you know, really the second coming because Kenny Smith was the first, but I love watching Kenny too when I was younger. So it all really just kind of fell into place for me. That's, that's who I've got to go with, man, Jet Terry. Yeah, absolutely. I like that you brought up the tattoo deal story because I was going to do that if you did not. And uh, he, you're right. He paired with Dirt and Visky so well. It kind of reminds me of like a Batman Robin. Like it could oh, yes. have been more perfect. Like they were leaning on each other. And there's that iconic photo of like Dirk hugging Jason mm-hmm. Terry. It's it's beautiful. It's one of the best sports photos I've ever seen. That's just I think it's them right after winning the championship. I think if I think yeah so, yeah they it's... they have their shirts on. I actually have the poster. It's it's on the poster on my wall right now. I'm looking right at it. But yeah, it's it's a great great picture. But I'm gonna push back now because this is fun. Jason Kidd, bro, this guy's got let's count one two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve All Star appearances, bro. Mm-hmm. Twelve. How many, is, how many does Jet have? Huh? How much Jet have? I don't believe one. I, I don't remember seeing one. <laughs> That's that. That is terrible. Like you know, he should have got something. Right? I, I think so, right? <laughs> but it's kind of like the player that they both were. Uh, kid is going to have a little bit more of an opportunity to do it because he has the ball in his hands. Right. And he was so creative with uh, his, all of his assists and he was a defensive stalwart. And, you know, you know like you saw that more from a guy like Jason Kidd who was uh, a little bit smaller. And so like anything he did was a little bit, it, it was put out into the media, media a little bit more as opposed to a Jason Terry, who's your typical two, right? Like isn't, the flashiest isn't the best at the time, you know, it's, and and this isn't me talking down on him. I'm saying, I think that's the reason why, you know, kid gets the nod. He he just had so many more opportunities to, to get there. Yeah. uh, Jason Terry, he was, he didn't really start too many times. He was definitely your, your first guy off the bench. And in fact, he won the sixth man of the year back in 08. Yes, sir. Glad you said it. That's how good mm-hmm. he was coming off the bench. That's just the way he was. And that really worked well. The second unit was fantastic whenever he would come on. Uh, Jason Kidd, like you said, he had the ball and he was, he had Vince Carter with the Nets, So that helped him out a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, great players. And then we can't forget about Mark Aguirre. So I've got his stats pulled up. Man, this guy, as far as stats, he beats both these guys. He beats the Jet and Kid. I'm not even playing. The guy averaged uh, 20 – for his career, he averaged 20 points, five rebounds, three assists. But as far as with the Mavericks, the guy was averaging like 25. One season, he averaged 29.5 points per game. The guy just was shooting lights out. And it wasn't like he was just chucking up shots either. Well, let me pull up his uh, – his uh, shooting, let's see, like his two-point shooting was above 50%. His three-point shooting wasn't that great, but you have to remember 
back in the day, this was back in the eighties, they really weren't shooting the three pointers as much. Um, he, again, this was like part of the three headed dragon for the Mavericks in the eighties. It was Mark Aguirre, Rolando Blackman. I can't remember the other guy. He's, he's, uh, who is that guy? Falcon. Gosh, he's a commentator with the Mavericks now. Brad can't Dave. believe uh, Derek Harper. Uh, <laughs> okay, I knew it. I was gonna get it. Got it. Yeah, Derek Harper, Rolando Blackman, and Mark Aguirre. That that was your three headed dragon, along with uh, James Donaldson being the the center. That was your '80s team, as far as I've remembered, looking back into the history of the Mavericks. And Mark Aguirre was like the spearhead as far as scoring. He he, he was dominant. So. Uh, Hats off to Mark Aguirre, and I believe he had he did have some All Star appearances. Let me look into that really quick too. He had one, two, he had three, three All Star appearances. So you you can't just look away from Mark Aguirre. The guy he played very well, and uh, he's he's in the discussion. You can't just say, oh, it's easily Jet or oh, it's easily Jason Kidd. No, there's people that can argue for Mark Aguirre too. So huh, very uh, very tough discussion. You can go. Any which way, and I don't think you'd. I you could argue any player, and uh, I, I could maybe disagree with you, but I'll agree with you too. So, that's all I had for that. Anything else you want to mention as far as the eight-year players? No, not at all. And again, these are personal lists, right? So, uh, you know, if you disagree, hey, we won't fight you about it. Um, as Kyle said, there's an argument to be made for all three guys, but. Again, just personal opinion here. Yeah. And then uh, the next that next one will be even more fun, but we're going to say that for another time. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this portion of our conversation with Falcon. We talk about a lot of good stuff, but as, uh, as always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Send us any comments, questions, anything of the sort. We'll be more than happy to reply to you. And as always, uh, thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner. Take care, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mavs Corner. This is Kyle, and this is going to be part two of the conversation that I had with Falcon. We go through a lot of different topics, so we had to break it apart, and we go for almost two hours. And so uh, we talked about our favorite seven-year and eight-year Mavericks on the last episode, on the last portion, and uh, we've got a good one for you on this episode. So, guys, as always, appreciate you listening to the Mavs Corner, and hope you enjoy. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the second part of our conversation with Falcon, talking about a lot of different topics. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Send us any comments, questions, anything like that. We'll be more than happy to reply to you. And as always, thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner. You guys have a good day. Alrighty, guys, that is going to do it for part three of my conversation with Falcon. Like I said, we talk about a lot of good stuff, and we have a little bit more uh, for a future episode. So as always. Appreciate you guys listening to the Mavs Corner. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Send us any comments, questions, anything like that. We'll be more than happy to reply to you. And as always, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. You guys have a good day. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Mavs Corner. 
This is Kyle, and this is going to be part three of my conversation with the Falcon. We talk about a lot of good topics, so here we are, uh, part three. And uh, yeah, I just hope you enjoy our topics for today. And as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. So enjoy, guys.